Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. What a beautiful sunny day it is Isn't today it lovely? in yeah. Portstairs. Yes, well you, you chose the right day to come and see us, Steve. And no more snow, more importantly. I know, I don't think there's any in the forecast at all now. Oh, so. I hope not. Uh, well, we I'm were done lucky. with snow. Being on the coast, I suppose, helps, but uh, we haven't had it bad at all. Not like some places in the UK have really suffered. Yeah. So we can't moan. No. But I am pleased it's not going to come back again until next year. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. I would really like some warm weather now. Yes. That would be nice. Well, it's Go nice outside. today. And, you know, we have, as you know, you can see the sun coming streaming through our window here. And it's really warm. So really nice. Yeah. How are you doing anyway, Dad? I'm I'm very well, Steve. No, as you know, I'm uh, getting really more and more enthusiastic as time goes on. I can't believe it that uh, I'm still there, up there. You know, can't wait to get cracking every day and and producing some really remarkable things now. Mm. And people will see them in due course. Yeah, and uh, I think we're 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 pushing the boat out. That's just. This terminology we use here you push the boat out and uh, that means that you are trying new things experimenting and bringing new things to the table yeah more i think that with the pastel pencil than you can do with anything else i mean i for watercolor i was uh i i, I was a bit different my watercolor work was a bit different as people will see if they saw it than more traditional watercolors, but you, you can only go so far with that, mm. you know. And I've I've known several of my uh, contemporaries who are watercolor artists, and I see their work today, and it's the same as it was ten years, fifteen, twenty years ago. It's the same 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 pictures really? being turned out. Yeah. So I think, well, you know, the pastel pencil changes all the time, and uh, it gives you that room for experimentation. That's probably why I stuck it was so long. Do you miss it, though? Hey, Do you miss it? Miss what? Watercolour. No. No, I don't. No, I don't. I thought I would, I must admit, and I've returned to it a few times, um, but I haven't missed it, no. Simply because the pastel pencil, as everybody out there knows, is so flexible. Mm. And the later work that I've been doing, especially since I've introduced pastel mat too, to the mix so we've got a mixture of both now i'm doing uh, and i like both and i must admit i'm getting more and more used to the pastel mat the more i go on i like the darker colors rather than the lighter colors mm. because you can do more with them and it, it it also represents a different kind of picture too as you've seen recently and uh, it will be you know, on the member site soon um pictures that really have atmosphere yeah and I'm, I'm now doing a doing a portrait as well, which is the first time on pastel. And I've only done a portrait what, a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? Uh, yeah. I did another Victorian lady, and uh, I thought hot on the heels of that, I'll do a Victorian lady in and on the pastel mat. It's different, and I like it as much. I think when you haven't seen it yet. But, but I will. Uh, when you do see it, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be very surprised. So anyway, that's enough from me. Good. Let's get on with some questions, Stevie. Okay. So uh, the first one comes from Mark, and he says, Hi, Steve. I just got a quick question. How do you... Uh, do you know how to copyright... How to copyright... 
pastel paintings. There seems to be a few companies that offer this service, general copyrights of literature and paintings, etc. The issue I have is how we know if they are true to their word and the copyright works. Is there any advice you could please give or any of our members or if any of our members have raised this question before? Regards, Mark. Now, mm. this is a tough question. It is. It's a very tough we question. Don't... And no. uh, we've, been, we've been asked many times before about it. it it's, a, it's a gray area. I would always recommend people to either go to a copyright-free site, and there are quite a few of them around. And, you know, it, I think it depends on what you're going to do with the picture, though, Steve, doesn't it? How do you, yeah, how, he's asking, how, how, do you do you copyright, how do you copyright your work? Oh, your, oh, your work. How do you copyright pastel work? Oh, I, think, I, I don't know. I, oh, to stop other people using it, you mean? Yeah. I don't think you can, Steve. I don't. I, I wouldn't trust that at all. Yeah. If, if you've got people saying that they can do something, I'm not sure I trust it. Yeah. Uh, my work, I've always said, especially on my own pictures, that I let, give people mis- permission to do that. Yeah. The only, the only th- flying the ointment was recently we had somebody who was selling prints of their work taken from my work. Yeah. That is not really done unless you attribute the picture the pictures i'm doing at the moment just for instance i'll give you an example the picture i'm doing at the moment is a victorian lady now where do we get victorian lady pictures we can't so i found a um an artist called abby alston i think that's her name mm-hmm. abby alston and uh, this was sort of at least 100 years ago this picture was uh, uh, painted and it was lovely. Now, that theoretically is out of copyright because yeah. anything over 100 years is out of copyright. So you're pretty safe with those sort of things. And um, But when I do the picture, first of all, I'm attributing it to her on the video. I'm saying this is from Abby Austin, and I'm taking the picture. I show the picture, the photograph, so people can see that it's been taken as a picture. And if I, I, if I sell the picture, which I won't, but if I did sell it, what I would put is after yeah. Abby Alston. Colin Bradley, after Abby Alston. Therefore, you're attributing it to the uh, artist. The original artist, And that's, yeah. what you should, that's what he should have done, really. If he printed a picture uh, that he'd done of mine, he should have put in, blur, 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 his name, after Colin Bradley. Mm. Well, maybe we should make members aware of, of that, because it might not a lot of people might be oblivious to to this kind of thing mm. um but mm. i mean we yeah like we've said we've always enabled members to sell their work um the yes i mean this this has come up many many times the thing is hundreds and thousands of artists all over the world are are taking off calendars and taking off the internet and uh, yeah and they never you'd never hear of them getting sued do you true <laughs> you know uh, and we did have a, a situation once where I found a hair picture. I don't know where I got it from, but anyway, we had somebody say, hey, Colin, that's, that, that's my uh, original photograph. So I said, oh, I'm really sorry, didn't know. And actually, I paid him. Yeah. He was quite happy about that. So if, and that's the only time ever in all my experience that anybody's pulled me up on something like that. I think it's uh, with the age of the internet and the fact that everything's so open and especially if you you know if you put a piece of artwork out there and it's popular and it gets shared you know your chances of the person seeing it if it is taken from someone's photo is higher than it used to be 
Um, but with regards to copywriting your own work, yes, there are companies out there that will do copyright because obviously you can get lots of things copyrighted. Um, but uh, I, I have not got any experience and I wouldn't, I wouldn't really necessarily I, I, I be was, able to point it, people to that. The other point, advice. though, Steve, is you've got to pay for this. They're not going to do it for nothing. Yes, you've got to pay for the copyright. So you're going to yeah. be paying for it. And as uh, the gentleman said, do you trust them? Could you trust them to be... The thing is, if somebody did see a picture and they say, hey, that's taken from my copyrighted uh, photograph or yeah. painting or whatever, the thing is, you have done that picture. It cannot be the same. If it was a photograph of the picture and that photograph was then sold, that would then create, could create a problem because you're using it, yeah. their imagery mm. as a direct imagery that... Uh, they, Direct representation, work, and you're taking money for that. Yeah, you could still do it as long as you don't take money for it. Because if you're not profiting by it, then you'll be okay. Uh, so that's the only thing that uh, can happen. Uh, but you know, I don't think people would would be the only. I've said it before. The only time when I've known someone be pulled over the coals is Disney. Well, Disney is yeah. another level of. But having said that, I've seen people on the internet do Walt Disney pictures. Yeah. And they don't have them copied. Well, co uh, Disney wouldn't allow it. No, Disney. They wouldn't say, if you said, Disney. can I use Mickey Mouse, please? He'd say, no, you can't. <laughs> and if you do, I'll sue you. <laughs> or, 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 yes, you can. Give us a, a truckload of money and then you can do it. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that unless they saw it, you see. Oh, yeah. Because the imagery would have to it. be good enough no no oh Dis yes i've heard many a story about disney how they are on it oh, yeah. even us mentioning disney is probably gonna yes that's, that's, gonna that's done us, us as well now <laughs> it's like did you know you can't sing happy birthday on a recorded media happy birthday is copyrighted the song really yeah uh... if you sing happy birthday technically i don't know who it is you have to pay royalties good lord that's <laughs> uh, nuts Anyway, thanks, Mark. It's a good question. I'm sorry we haven't got an exact answer for you, but if anyone out there has, then, then do let us know and we'll share it on the podcast. So the next one comes from Richard. Richard has commented on uh, one of our articles regarding pastel mat, and he says, while I think pastel mat allows me to create vibrant colours, the problem I'm facing are that the blenders do not work as well, um, so I must use other pencils to do the blending to soften the edges. The second problem is that it's almost impossible to erase. If someone knows how to remove unwanted marks on the paper, please let me know. Ask me, Steve. I can tell you answers to both those questions. First question, colour shapers. Colour shapers. Now, the thing is, the, the key to this is having a, a base colour underneath the stronger colour you put on. You know the vibrant colours he's talking about? Mm. Well, once you put those on, it is difficult to blend them. But I've just done, as you know, a portrait. Now, how are you going to produce skin tones mm. on a dark grey paper without blending? You can't. Yeah. But I did. The okay. whole, whole of that picture, the whole of the face particularly, and skin tones was done. With a shaper? With a shaper. Well, what's the difference? Is it the, the amount of base colour you've got underneath? Yes, so the what, texture I'll tell you how paper. I started. This is a rough idea. You're going to have to wait for the picture to find out for sure. But this is how it works. You put a little bit of white on. Not too much. Don't put too much white if you're putting a, 
a skin, a white person's skin, for mm-hmm. instance, you've got to put the white on because we're using, I'm using a dark colored paper. Then you put a bit of ivory on, and then you put a bit of light gray on, which is 230. These are all on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Then you put a bit of pink. Now, by the time you get to that, you've already blended a little bit. And, and once you get to about oh, half a dozen colors that you've blended, now bear in mind that's not pancake. You don't pancake one, pancake another, and, and fill the paper up. You're, you're doing a very light um, applications, as people will see. Once that go, once you use then the stronger colors on those, it melts into the colors you've already got, and you can happily go. Well, is that because enough of the texture of the paper is being the the, the, it's, it, the texture of the paper is still there to grip the pastel. Yeah, but it's not. It it fills. Mm. And once you've filled, you can then smooth over the top. But there is a technique there, folks. I've got the answer. I can prove it because the picture itself is a stunner. And it's vibrant. Okay. Mm. Now, what's the other question? Erasing. Yeah, well, you, can, you can actually erase it, uh, but not successfully, I've got to tell you. And what I used is the hard end of the double-ended eraser. But you can't completely erase. You've got to... Got to be careful. If you overshoot, for instance, a little bit, you can erase it. But the thing is, you can put a colour on the top of it anyway. Yes. Yes. So there is an answer to that. But the really, truly speaking, if you're using... Um, if you, uh, What I was using was the trace down. I was using white trace down on the dark paper. You'd use uh, graphite trace down on lighter papers. Um, and... Th- you should be accurate with those. If you're drawing freehand, you've got real problem. In fact, if if I would, if I was recommending someone to draw a freehand picture on a dark pastel mat paper, I'd be very wary because you can't. You're going to make mistakes. Wrong, you're going yeah. to make yeah. You're going to go wrong. It's far better to use to do your freehand drawing on a separate line drawing mm. or, or separate piece of paper. And once you're really happy that you've got all the uh, lines in the right places and the imagery is as you want it, transfer that with trace down onto your main paper. Then you don't have to worry about the rubbing out and Mm. erasing. Mark uh, added, uh, sorry, not Mark, Richard added, um, he said that he even used, tried using a a small stiff brush to try and sweep the colour away. And he said it removed some of it, but not all of it. I wouldn't do that. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Well, because I wouldn't do it. I don't need to. Ah. Look, I've done uh, well, eight pastel map pictures now, and I haven't need to use anything like that at all. The thing is, folks, you're, you're following me. You're hopefully an awful lot of members out there are listening to this podcast. So you know that how I work. If you follow me and do what I'm telling you, you won't have a problem. Yeah. It's the benefits. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks, Richard, for, for making those points, and I uh, hope we've helped cover them. Uh, next one for, is from Gordon. He said, does Colin draw his own pictures that he uses for the watercolour pictures on his site? Yeah. Well, I do, of course, I draw them, I square draw them usually. It, or if it's, a, if it's a picture that doesn't need too much detail or um, 
it's not important that the detail is accurate, then I usually freehand draw that. But where I've got a building or... Um, I'm just trying to think of an example. You know, if you've got a bridge or a building or, you know, like looking at Scotney Castle at the moment, I've got up there. Now that, you, you couldn't, I couldn't freehand draw that. Well, I could, but it would take forever to do. And I'd constantly be erasing it. Mm. Uh, and it would be very frustrating. It's far better to do something like that with square drawing. You only get the outlines. I don't know why people don't like the square drawing system. I cannot understand that. I've been using it since I started. And... All I do is I do the basic outline drawing using the grid system, and then I freehand draw within that. Mm. So the answer is yes, I do. Yeah. You get the proportions all correct. and then Yes. Well, once you've got those right, as people know, then you can happily, you know, change the trees, change the bushes, change the water, change the skies. You can change anything then, mm. but you've got to get the precision to start with. If you're my kind of artist... If you're an artist that has a much more freer hand, then that's different. Mm. You can probably get away with that. Okay. Next one from Gerard. Hi, Steve. Could you ask Colin how he would attempt uh, a Northern Lights painting using pastel pencils or whichever medium that you think would suit it best? Yep. Well, I've got the answer to that. I haven't done it, though, mind you. I haven't done one, but I can tell you what would look good, pastel mat. Dark pastel mat, probably the blue. It depends on the... If I would think a dark blue would be ideal because you're looking at uh, a very a night sky. You have to. You wouldn't mm. get that... Uh, uh, is it Aurora something? Like, Aurora Borealis or is something? Is that what it is? Yeah, yes. the right. Northern Lights. Yeah. Northern Lights is easier, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is for me. <laughs> um, so you're going to be have a night sky. And uh, I think it would look great. I'm hoping to do one. I must admit, I'd like to do one one day. So, so to get that vibrancy of the green and the light no, greens wouldn't, no wouldn't be a problem? Absolutely not a problem. What you do, though, is you do what I said. If you wanted a very light green, you'd, you'd put a little bit of either light grey, 230, preferably in that situation because you're looking at blues. And that would go on. That Start to fill the paper up. Not fill it completely. Don't pancake, never pancake it on. Just do it lightly. And mm -hmm. then the, the lighter colours go on top of that and mm. they, they brighten up. Have you tried using soft pastel on pastel mat yet? Yes, I have. And it works okay. What's, yeah, what's the experience I, I, um, I only add, I never use it on its own, though. I, I always add to. The picture I'm yeah. doing at the moment, I'm going to add at the end, when I've done finished all the pastel pencil work, I'm going to put a little bit of soft pastel on that. In the background? Yes, mainly for the background. Yeah. I don't think you'd need it for the structure. It, well, it depends on what you're doing. But in my case, I'm doing a portrait, so mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily need it. Um, when you see what I've done, you'll see why I don't need it, because mm. it's more preci precise. Mm. Interesting. Okay, well, uh, Gerard and everyone, look forward to uh, one day we'll have a Northern Lights picture for you. The, the only thing about that, that's it's lovely to do that but the only problem i would have is is it universally acceptable i think more think i think more be? than you think the northern lights is quite a um so? quite a popular um phenomenon that people are aware of mm. um and the i think only, people are transfixed by I would say steve though to that even to that would be it wouldn't be a problem so much for the setting because that 
you could almost make it up, yeah, couldn't you? You yeah. wouldn't have to water in front and hills in the background, bit of mountain, whatever, or building or something. Yeah, I don't know whether I'd, I'd know. I don't think I'd put buildings in in a situation no? like no, I'd, because it's a landscape. I no, I don't think it would work so well. Uh, it would work in a sunset, as you know, but it wouldn't work in this. No, I think hills and distant hills and recession and so on. Um, but you'd have to have a really colourful Northern Lights uh, yeah. image. It wouldn't just put a couple of streaks across the sky. <laughs> that would not work very well. That would be boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly. If you had a lot of colour in it, yes, I yeah. think probably it might, it might be okay. I it's don't know. finding the right picture, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Excellent. Uh, so then the last one that we've got here is from Alice. And recently we did a blog for Christine where she had um, over-applied some of the base colours on a Kingfisher mm. picture. You were talking about how to correct this. Mm. And Alice said here, and I know, <laughs> I know what you're going to say before well, I even on, say it. You, but you could answer she for said, me then. Hi, in the case of the above, I would uh, spray lightly with fixative after erasing it and then leave it to dry. Um to add a bit of tooth to the paper i know it's not the ideal solution but it's worked for me on occasions and dad's gonna say no don't do it no i'm (laughs) gonna say if it works for you great it wouldn't work for me but if it works for you great there's no need for that the the situation the thing is christine is following one of my pictures isn't she is that the idea? I think it was the Kingfisher pack, yeah. Oh, the pack, pack, yeah. I think it was just following the pack. Well, in that case, you've overdone the uh, the underlay. Yeah, it's a bit heavy. You know, we were talking about pancaking, weren't we, just now? Well, that's what happens. You know, you, you're a bit heavy-handed with your light colours. You've got to be very light. It's better to do a, 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 a base colour two or three times lightly than once heavy. Because you, you, you can't you can erase it. it, but it you can't reverse you the can't other reverse, way, can you? No. But you can always add no. more on. And that applies to anything you do. That would, that would apply to Passomat too. Mm. I found that uh, when I first experimented with it, I thought, oh, you can just like it, you know, trowel it on. You can't. Mm. You've got to be a bit more finesse. Well, you can, and you can probably get away with it. But the trouble with that is everything looks flat. Yeah. To do a picture that has got a three dimension to it, you have to have a lot of subtlety in, in the picture, you know, and you have to ha- bring that forward. And you can't do that if you start pancaking. Yes, I see what you mean. You can tell on the picture whether it's been pressed on mm. or whether it's got mm. depth of color and depth mm. of application of pastel. That's right, Steve. And, and the other thing is when you're looking at a picture, and I remember years ago looking at. Um, brilliant oil paintings by the masters they don't chuck it on they could do but they don't they mm. use washes you know what they call washes i suppose you, you call washes uh, in oil mm. but you know light applications and they build that up yeah so the final picture the final application isn't wouldn't be very thick on the canvas and this is what gives you the three-dimensional look to the great masters now a lot of people are going to turn around and say, yeah, but what about palette knives? Totally different effect. I love some of the palette knife pictures because it's, you can't put, you, once you, you literally do trowel them on because you use a little trowel to yeah, do it with. Yeah. Um, and those are different. They, they are very, very well done and very clever, but doesn't, wouldn't suit me. 
because I like to have the finesse with a picture. I love to see a picture, you know, built up. Depth, and, yeah, yeah, layers. Have depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. But it's interesting. There's, all these are interesting questions, though. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, that's that's all the questions that I uh, have taken for, for this podcast um keep them coming in keep your comments and keep your emails coming in um, and we'll mention what we can on this show that we feel that would be beneficial for other listeners to hear um check out our latest mountain lion picture that we just added uh this week and that's available for members and also for non-members to purchase and um yeah we'll be we've got a little surprise coming next month for you uh, in the way of extra projects mm-hmm. so look out easter for those treat, eh? a little easter treat for you so look <laughs> out for those coming very soon and uh, we'll keep you all updated on the facebook page and on our website thanks dad that's all right my pleasure and thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.